Hey, young world, the world is yours. What's up? This is your man, Nutter Butter, and you are in the mix with my man, Derek, of Reviews and Duns. Exclusive interviews, exclusive interviews, exclusive interviews of your favorite R&B and hip-hop artists, producers, and songwriters. Stay tuned, you dig. All right, here we go. Here we, here we go. What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn of Reviews and Dunn. Back with another flashback album review. Now, the joint I'm getting to today dropped when I was all at seven years old. So, you know, hip hop back then for me, like I knew it, but I really didn't understand it and feel it just yet. And my guest today is joining me is, you know, one of the first interviews I did when I started doing this whole podcasting thing. Ever since then, you know, me and this cat talk on the regular. Um, He's just a positive energy, a positive brother. One of the most humble down-earth cats that I have the pleasure of calling, you know, one of the homies. R&B cat, but as you all know, you know, some R&B cats, they're into hip-hop. So I want everybody to give it up and welcome to the line. My man, my homie, scholar, actor, just all around, Boston fan, my guy, Garfield Bright of the R&B group, Shy. Welcome to the line, sir. Salud. What's good, my brother? All is well, man. Thank you for uh, taking time out to chop it up and, you know, take a break from R&B and talk about that real golden age of yes, pop. Yes, sir. We're going to get it in. We're going to get it in. I'm excited. We're going to get this in. This, the one you picked is, gonna, is, is a good one. Long live the candy, baby. This is, this, is, this is classic material right here. So, yeah, so I, got my green, I got my green juice. I'm ready. <laughs> You know, we're going to do Big Daddy Kane's debut from 88, Long Live the Kane. Like I said, you know, I was seven years old when this point dropped, so I really didn't fully appreciate Kane until I got older when I could really, you know, understand this dude's wordplay and what he was talking about and what he was doing. And even though Kane is highly, highly respected, you know, he's in my top five, I still don't think that Kane gets enough respect for being how – nasty and how ill he was to where you know Kane could have a ladies track on there but he could still rip the mic and just embarrass you and shout out to Kane too because Kane was Kane was Brooklyn you know what I mean yeah he was, he was a fly brother but he was fly brother with all that husker that Brooklyn-ness on him with the flyness so it was like he wasn't no soft dude so and then when it came to wordplay, he came out of the battling situation, the battling culture. He was a dude that when he showed up to the Albee Square Mall and somebody talking that, Kane was like, let me hear what you got. You know what I mean? Like, and then he'll bite him, boom. And people be like, what? That's what Kane, you know, Big Daddy Kane, I mean, that's what big, you know, you caught the vapors, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> Kane was ripping people. So he come out of that tradition. So it just it's only right that when he put it on wax, he coming out there with a bite, but it's a sophistication to his bite that nobody had in those that in those times. And that's that's why you love Kane with them cadences. Plus, he was five percent or so. It was some knowledge being dropped underneath all that. It was just a dope combination. The brother was just he was just on top right then. So the people from that that day, they they recognized the real for sure. You know, Kane was spoken up right there with the rock, Kim Alaz and the rest and the KRS ones. It was interchangeable, you know what I'm saying, in terms of talent. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And shout out to Kane for always keeping it 100 when it came to the ladies. I mean, I don't think I can think of a Kane track where he ever called, you know, 
a black queen out of her name. Like, you know, he was all about positivity and just being, you know, the hey, lover look, man. Let me tell you an observation from being on ground zero during those times, right? So, you know, I was coming of age when Kane was, was hitting the scene, right? You know, and, and, and was like on the cusp of like the whole light skin, brown skin thing. Like Michael Jordan had come out, right? And, and there's a dark skinned bald headed brother right during the time with PE and people like that created the cultural kind of like stickiness where it was like, oh, to the black coach, black, this beautiful was coming back around again. The whole Garvey, a lot of people was joining the nation. The five percenters was present in hip hop. So the whole being embracing your skin, embracing your kiki hairstyles, people was coming out of Brooklyn from Canaps, getting their hair done up dope, you know? And so anyway, Kane was coming, coming out in the time of the dark skinned brother was becoming like the motif in the black community once again, as the, as the definitive embodiment of, of, of black male beauty. And um, so he was getting that transition love that I think Michael Jordan kind of jump started, and Kane was kind of like, you know, getting that all, getting that too. Like he was one of those ones, like it was Jordan and Kane as the brown skin fly brothers that was out at the time. Kind of like how Idris Elba's kind of like that guy now, like on those, it was those two, like boom. And But he happened to be a rapper, so the enigma of you know, hip hop Plus, he was one of those fly brown brothers, like Slick would say, I'm a fly brown brother and you can't school me, right? Kane was one of those dudes. And so that's, you know, then he, the commercialism of hip hop at that time, when MTV had embraced it, Kane was able to rub elbows with Madonnas and people like that. And uh, it was sexy to embrace hip hop, you know, because the, the co-optation of it was trying to get in and be real and capitalize monetarily. So Kane was an authentic and he was also fitting the check the boxes and all those other commercial aspects that he just naturally had without trying. So he was perfect. And that just kind of elevated his brand in a commercial way. So he, but he never was non-Brooklyn. And even no matter how big he got in the commercial sector, he was still BDK from Brooklyn. Like, you know, so it was like, he was one of those rare people that could hold his, is what I'm saying, like in that way and be authentic, no matter what was hitting him. He had that sophistication built in that he was just already cable ready for all that, like you know what I mean, and still kept it hip hop and gully and real on the women, like because they was loving, you know, they love came back then. I'm sure, pretty sure, still to this day. Oh yeah, and see, folks, like you know, that's what it's all about is when you know when you talk hip hop or you talk R and B, you know, you got to talk to folks like my man Garfield, who are scholars who actually study and break down the complexities and just the science and genius behind music and like you know Kane man was just I'm I'm, I'm putting y'all like this I had a chance to see Kane back in 2018 at the Howard Theater with my uncle and one of my best friends oh, at the Howard Theater that's dope yeah and Kane just I mean Kane ripped it the entire night and Kane's show to me was better than Kanye West's um pop life of Pablo tour that I saw later in the year and Kane just had it was just Kane a band and rocking I mean dancing and keeping it clean and just the segues in the way that he carried himself so shout out to Ooh, Kane scrapping for all them yeah you got the school and scrapping on them like yo that see hip-hop back it was like I love certain periods that the hip-hop went through but that period was so fun man it was so performance oriented and as well as lyrical ridiculous like ridiculous lyrically like but the performance aspect was built, like you was, that was automatically known when you supposed to have an ill, Ill stage show. And you know what I think that came out of? Cause the DJ culture, like remember the Fresh Fest? And yeah. um, you had like Grandmaster D was like winning them, you know, even 
Um, Graham, not Graham, that's D, but um, your boy from Philly, um, Will Smith. Um, Jeff Fresh, Jeff. Dev Jeff was like winning them because he had that transformer. But Grandmaster D was doing stuff with his elbow and the car and sneakers and stuff. So the DJs was performing. Like they had a whole concert where people would just go see DJs battle. Like, so in that light, MCs was coming out of that, that performative aspect where people was you know, spinning around doing with their elbows. And you had, you, it was always Grandmaster D, Jam Master J, um, um, uh, Fresh Prince and um, Jazzy Jeff. Um, it, um, and um, sometimes I guess it would be um, Eric B. Um, it was somebody I'm missing that's up there that was that was also on the wheels still battling. It. And uh, I think Dev, I mean, um, um, Jazz, Jazzy Jeff would like win all the time, you know what I'm saying? But Grandmaster D, I, I just loved his show the most. You know, Jamaster J, I mean, Jeff, Jeff had to like transform. So he was like, a, he, he was killing when that came in. But Grandmaster D used to be doing spins, spin, scratching with his chin and up. So the performance, so MCs coming up out of that, they knew you got to have something in your show where it's like, so they would have these dope dancers all the time, man. You know, like Heavy D the boys, Scooby scrapping them for um, Big Daddy Kane, killing it though. Like, and they was dancers, but it was like not soft. It was like, they were yeah. just crazy. They was being able to do the biz, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, was just, they were just dope dancers back then. They just did them well, you know what I'm saying? Brothers had crazy rhythm. Knew how to flare it out, you know what I'm saying? Similar to like if you see uh, fraternity stepping, the one that's in the back is always the um, one that has those like the show skills. They always jazz it up, the tail dog, the one in the back. And I felt like that time in hip hop, it was a lot of tail dogs. They just wasn't in fraternities. They was it was hip hop dancers. They was real dope hip hop. It was this like, dude named Khalif from Mount Vernon and all them dudes. They was in like Layla Hathaway's video. But man, like it's black eyed peas, even though you know. I'm not the greatest fan of them hip-hop-wise. They sound a lot like Tribe, and I would take Tribe over them. But, like, as dancers, those three dudes in Black Eyed Peas are incredible, man. Like, if you ever get to just check them out before they really was Black Eyed Peas and just watch them. <laughs> them dudes was crazy sick oh, yeah, with it. Yeah. All yeah. three of them. Will I Am and them other two dudes. They, I got mad respect for their abilities dancing-wise. You know what I mean? I got respect for them, too, as, as, as a group. But they sound so much like Tribe, kind of like, and Tribe is the authentic one in me, so I always, you know, I never really, you know what I mean? But they have some, you know, crazy hits and all that, I can't deny, but yeah, they before, uh, I, I'm engaged to they dance. I look at them on the screen and be like, they defy gravity with some of the stuff they do, man. I'm like, it's like crazy, it's sick with it. But yeah, I digress, man, but Big Daddy K is as raw as it gets, lyrically yeah. and persona. And what you, get, what you get, he ain't doing no, he ain't doing none of that TV. Like, that's a real brother right there. Yeah, folks forget, man, you know, just before, you know, just caveat on, you know, Black Eyed Peas, you know, before they were the Black Eyed Peas, before Fergie joined the group, you know, they were actually very, very hip hop, but I guess they weren't making no money. So yeah. they had to go get Fergie and go uh, pop. But that's another conversation for another day. So we're going to yeah, go I, ahead. I know the sister that was the black girl that was there before Fergie got in the group. I forgot shorty name. She was from, you know, Cal Pasadena. You know, she was kind of cool. We used to kick it around. And I remember she was in Black Eyed Peas when they first started. And, you know, like, and that hip hop sound was the sound I was talking about that was kind of like tribe. Yeah. And it was cool. It was a cool sound, but it was just like, eh, it's tribe ish. I take tribe, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this, uh, get into this Big Daddy Kane debut produced entirely by the legend himself, Mr. Marley Marl. So, I mean, the chemistry was just off the charts. This joint dropped in June of 88. Yeah. 
So up first is Long Live the King. Party people in the place, embrace the bass as I commence to pick up the pace and make it motivate and accelerate. Cause like Tony the Tiger, I'm great. You seem to come off hard for you somehow. I mean, me being whack, oh come, come now. That's quite ridiculous. So just admit you was thrilled. Cause on your face, it is conspicuous. Not that you're on this, but my performance is rather exquisite. So what is it for supremacy? That's the perfect definition. But rappers keep wishing to be in my position. No good and damn well, there ain't no competition. Huh, I gotta give it to you, kid, that's ambition. For you to perpetrate the role of me, the big daddy, the big father. Nah, I don't even bother. Cause that would mean you would have to teach each and every one idiotic son. Trying to make it, you can't fake it. The rhymes on the side are fully dressed and yours are butt naked. Your speech is weak, while mine stands strong. So, oh hell, the man is here to live long. Before somewhere, and when I said that I'm the king, he said, Oh, yeah, that brother that used to run on stage with Bizzle Bizzle. Yeah, you know what time it is, but this time I'm not assisted on the microphone, nor like Patty LaBelle or my own guest. Single handed, the mic I commanded. Phony MCs don't understand it, damn it. That's the real thing, like the taste of coke. Woo, that's that shit. Yeah, man. Come on, man. All right. Come on with that. You know what I mean? Before I let you get into it, Yo, man, did y'all, did y'all just hear this man's wordplay and Yo. what he just said? Patty LaBelle on my own. I got to give it to you, kid. That's ambition. Like, yo, just, just <laughs> it's arrogant, but but it's a cool arrogance. It's a perfect way to start the album. You got Mr. C in the back scratching and Kane just like flowing. And for me, it comes off as a freestyle. Like, it's not even written. He's just in the booth just going and they're like, yo, slow down, man. You know, we, we making a track. So G, what you think over to you? I mean, he started off with party people. So, you know, we came ready to party and just to me, like definitely the wordplay, you know, Kane is highly intellectual hood cat, right? So he gonna always have this real sick punch lines in the wordplay. But the thing about his wordplay that I think is overlooked is that like his ending work, his ending um, game, his end to the punchline, it's always like a triplet or a quadruple syllable situation that he's rhyming to, you know what I mean? And it's like, instead of one word that he ended in like a rhyme, you know, on on the next one, he rhymes to one syllable. It'd be like a four syllable combination or three syllable combination that he ended with, which one keeps the beat, especially the way he was going in between the drums, it's called a response game in between the drums with them quadruplets. It's sick, but the fact that they triples and quadruplets to end it, automatically it's almost like a drum roll to get you ready for the next one, like the setup for the next punch is his ending punch. And it's like that skill we, and in the story he's telling within that, where you don't even notice the, the, the rhythmic cadence that he's doing, like to that degree, how it's slapping against the drums like that, because the story is so interesting and, you know, in the words that he's choosing. But that part of this game is crazy. And just his cadences, like he switches up his cadence, he slow down and let the beat come ahead and, and one of the real cool ways to really get his understand how early he is with his cadences is to check out some of the rhymes that he wrote for Biz, Biz Markey. This Biz, you know, animated Biz, the way he carries it off, you get to really, really, because Kane's so smooth, you might miss how ill some shit was that he did because you caught up in one aspect of it and not the other. But through Biz, you get to really just check out just the way it's flowing and you really be like, dang, that's Kane's work? Like, man. And he does that on this to me a lot, like, kills this. 
So I, just, just the style of it is already just crazy for me before you can get to the wordplay. All right, folks, that's just track one. You know, we got nine more tracks yeah, for together. Sure. So. We got raw. We got set it all. Like, what? Come We're going to keep it moving. Up next is Raw, Eight, the remix. Seven. Yo. Here it comes. Since the far-off days when man first heard a scratchy noise on a cylindrical drum, accompanied by staccato human tones, it has been his aim to add breadth and depth, to give realism and spaciousness, and even where it applies, to convey actual movement. Intro, I start to go, my rhymes will flow slow, get up and dance cause Kane said so, if you were lounging around it's time to get up, pardon my expression but I'ma tear shit up, I'll appear right here and scan dear, a mere musketeer that would dare to compare, I do declare, getting busy is where it's at, but what you're saying, you wouldn't get a point for that, cause you're a featherweight, and your rhymes you carry light, but I drop bass just like Barry White, so how could you think that you pose a threat, you say you're rocking, how many shows you get, all your vocals go local on the MIC, mines go a great distance like AT. I'm not new to this, I'm true to this, nothing you can do to this Fuck around with Kane and come out black and blue for this So, yo, go for what you know I tip to the bait so I can humiliate, we can go Rhyme for rhyme, word for word, verse for verse Get you a nurse, too late, get you a hearse To take you to your burial ground Because the big daddy can't always throw down Correct, I get respect, I'm out to collect Cash money, cause I get bored <laughs> Classic hip hop. That was the raw remix. Just came killing it once again with the with the wordplay, and you know, again, like his arrogance doesn't for me doesn't fully come off as arrogance. It comes off as just confidence. Like, yo, I am raw. Like, I will kill you on the mic. After that, we're still gonna be cool. But yo, when it comes to this mic, you can't see me. Like, there's no no competition. So, G, what you think? Over to you. Just like we say, rapper stepping to me. They want to get, you know, you know the rest. But look, um, so lyrically, once again, like Kane, like it's the techniques that I'm even more impressed with in the wordplay. And the wordplay is always sicker than it can get. But like one, you know, the, the slap of the funky drummer. I think that's the funky drummer up under there, the, the sample that they that, that Molly uses. And then when Kane rhyming, he get these one of his styles with these long sequences that they make up and take up and think of it. You know how he join them long sequences, some strained out long phrases together. It just keep you over the beat, just up exactly with the beat with no break. And then he lets you back down with an ill punch at the end. Like that's a crazy technique right there to me. That's just like, and then with the, um, give it up to the scratching, like this overall sound of hip hop during that time with that, like the tension and release technique was always in them hooks. Like Premier and people like that did that a lot. That tension release, like the, and I know PE did that with um, like Terminator X with that, like that tension release style just kept it frantic in the air but then gave you a closure to it, then picked you back up and came master rhyming on top of it, generating that same tension and release with his cadences. That's, that always stands out to me that he's able to do that and sustain like ill like cadences, but really put real words that have not just filler stuff in there, but actually really, 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 really a key to the key to the story in those ill intricate rhyme, rhythms that he's doing. So I'm, I'm a fan of his, his rhythms and, um, the, the smooth seamlessness with which he uh, uh, employs that, that, that craft, that style, that technique, which is crazy to me. And the punches, of course, but just, you know, just the crazy way, the way he put his words together 
you know, the increments. It's crazy to me. Crazy over the funky drummer. He'd be complimenting. <laughs> All right, up next is set it off. Let it roll, get bold. I just can't hold back a fold because I'm a man with soul and control and effects. So what the heck? Rock the disco text and this groove is what neck. Attack, react, exact, or mac, or move you in. A strong song as long as you groove to this. I keep the crowd loud when you hype. Do damage on stage and injure the mic. If I shoot the gift and see, stand stiff. While my mind stick to you like Skippy and Jeff. Feel my blood fist on my death kiss. The rap solo is, you don't want none of this. Supreme in this era, I reign with terror. When I grab the mic, believe you're gonna hear her. Fascinating rhyme as I enchant. Anthem. So let's all sing the Big Daddy Anthem. Go with the flow, my rhymes grow like an afro. I entertain the gain and cane, I never have no problem. I can sneeze, sniffle, a cough. Even if I stutter, I will still come off. Cause rappers can't understand the mics I rip. They sure enough ain't equipped, that's why they got flipped. But my apparatus is up to status. No ass who's the baddest. Of course, that is the make or break I take on. My rhymes take the head, put it to bed. So watch what's said. Say the bass for the pipe and rearrange the tone. I take be forced in the danger zone, cause I can kill and kill at will, teaching a skill that's real, you know thrill, so just stand still and chill as I feel, science I drill until my rhymes fill, your head up, don't even get up, the teacher is teaching, so just shut up, set it off, set it off. Partying, yo, that's that's just ridiculous right there, man. Kane is like, yo, it's relentless right there. That was relentless. Like he didn't even let up not once. It wasn't even like it was just attack mode the whole piece. You know, this cat said the teacher is teaching. Just shut up. Like and the horns in the background. The production is just production is just sick and. the, 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 the arcane is coming and it's a perfect marriage but what the horn is doing with the tension like you know it's like a you know it's like a movie when the plot thickens and you know it's about to get to that scene and you ready for it they, they keep taking you right to that point and then you know it's <laughs> like they just keep you in that like you know what I'm saying and the king is you know what I'm saying like let the rhythm hit them by rock him or something that's close to something like that feel five priest like them flows, that those relentless type flows, and every every punch be filled with just crazy metaphor, wordplay, simile, and you know just crazy, just rhythmic like mastery within the syllables of the words and where they place them. It's just, it's yeah, tried, man. the way Marley Marl just flipped that James Brown "Get Up, Get Into It, Get Involved" sample that Nas later used on "Where Are They Now" was just crazy. You know, Marley got his off on this album right here. This is where Marley. Like everybody know Marley for the symphony, you know, stuff like that. But this particular album, yo, he showed his ass on this album. Like Marley did his thing. And I got a chance to work with Marley with Jay-Z. It was just an honor, yep. you know, he did that Tonight joint, you know, over that track that he did for that Nobody Beats the Bitch track. You know what I mean? We got to rock over that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was like, as a child growing up, That's I learned how to do the dance called The Biz off of that track, you know what I'm saying? And... I was influenced by TJ Swan singing, you know, I was like, yo, so you can sing and not be soft in the game, like, you know, cause TJ Swan was anything but soft. So if he up there holding note, doing what he doing, you know what I'm saying? It sounded like a little fly. I was like, yo, I, that's, I'm gonna be one of them kind of, I'm gonna do that in there. Like, you know? 
<laughs> so it was just like a lot going on with what that song represented. But uh, to be able to full circle sing it, but yo, man, come on, Kane, on set it off. That's that's that might. How many favorites we get to get? Three. Three. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number three right now, and then just jump into the ranks for me. <laughs> We're gonna keep it moving. Up next, the day you're mine. day your mind mm. now dope track but um it does come off to me a bit as filler and it's one of the weaker songs on the album but it's still better it's lyrics in here better than a bunch of other rappers entire catalogs came after can i think for me the off-key singing on the hook kind of throws it <laughs> off and you know surprisingly you know it's it's kind of crazy that as G mentioned earlier, you know, Dark Swim Brothers come back in the style. So you would think that Kane and Bobby Brown would did a track together. And I think Bobby would have killed that hook. And oh, he, wow. he it still gave too. and still you gave know. like more of a uh, you know, better flow. Again, not yeah. not a bad track, but a filler track. You know, one that you could probably skip over when you're playing this album. So over to you, G, what you think? I think it was more strategic than it was filler. And I think that the 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 uh landscape for what that vision that he was kind of like feeling could be filled like a niche like was it was um still kind of new at that time like if you think about it every kind of rapper from that era kind of had one of those like if you think of slick rick you know with a teenage love don't hurt me again you know they like they kind of let let them be vulnerable like try to you know from the hip-hop hardness to cross over into a more of a commercial kind of aspect but still keeping the hip-hop with a real story, but showing some vulnerability and appeal, like a different kind of like throw a broader net. And um, LL had I Need Love, his caught on a little more, because I guess his was a little more universal sounding. He didn't have no singing in his hook. And then, you know, like Lil Wayne, you know, showed me how to love and all that. Even if it was those those Lil Wayne, that was like the number one R&B song to me in the country at the time <laughs> by Lil Wayne, Show Me How to Love. So I think he was on to like a marketing vision kind of before yeah. the time. And he was trying to break into that, but he, he probably didn't have nobody really like A and R in that effort. He was kind of just going by instinct 
And he was like, F it, I'll just do all this myself. I mean, if it, if, if it go over, then I'll, I'll be able to be comfortable in that and doing it my gully way, not always being all the way on key, like just like a brother would just sing around the house, kind of like, you know, singing. Per so I think he was trying to convey the realness through a medium that needs you to be more like sonically close to the note, you know, like it was like a, he was trying to figure out how to straddle that ground. So I understood what he was trying to do, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying in terms of on the album, it was more of an experimental go at it. But I definitely respect what he was trying to do there. I knew I, he had a vision. Oh, yeah, um, no, no, no shade at all. It's just um, at the time after you those... were that cane, that, 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 that cane hitting you in the head with them lyricals. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, after those first three and like where it's at, it kind of just throws it off from for me. That's why I say like, you know, it comes, it comes across as filler because, you know, we haven't even gotten to some of the other joints on this album. So just where it's at in the album and the sequencing, it kind of just doesn't flow as well for me. Well, I think Mark and the two, they was trying to find a place for him because they knew he had sex appeal to the ladies and all that, but he was a hip hop artist. And they knew that that, the kind of appeal he had was like R&B appeal in terms of just how universal his, um, his appeal in terms of people liking them and girls and stuff was. So they was trying to find some kind of way where he can like tap into that. And that was like, they didn't really, you know, he was already that without having to tap into it. He, like, he was going to try to see if he can maybe take more advantage of that through that. Maybe if it, let's see if this hits. Let me see what this does. You know, I think it was more of that. But I, get, I, I agree with you though. I'm going to throw more caveat in there. Yeah. <clears throat> had he, um, had he cut this song, he'd still, I mean, this album, this album's a classic regardless, but had he cut this song and say put it like on a soundtrack, maybe what's June 88, coming to America, soundtrack to coming to America, it'd probably fit on a soundtrack better, like his background music, like the scene where um, Prince Hakeem and Lisa McDowell have their first date and they're walking through New York and they, they go past the guys trading places. Right, like, right, 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 right. Playing, playing in the background, it'll fit <laughs> better than there. All right, we're going to keep it moving, man, you know, because we, we, we can go a whole lot deeper. But uh, yeah. On the Bugger Tip is up next. On the Bugger Tip, okay. Yo, on the MIC right about now, I go by the name of Big Daddy Kane. I got my man Scoob Love on the side of me. DJ Mr. C on the wheels of steel. Dre on the film and Molly on the boards. We're going to do a little something like this. Yes, yes. Some like it hard and some like it soft, yo. Bust the groove as I set it off. But wait a minute. Yo, Scoob, what's up? Pardon me a moment as I interrupt. For what? For this. You like the stylish clothes we wear. And you like our flat top style of hair. It's just those fucked up things we do. That make the girlies want to stare. Like when we're chilling with the crew. Or drinking that old English brew. Straight from the bottle, not the cup. And it gets us more than just fucked up. And I like it, y'all. I like it, y'all. Like it, y'all. Like it, y'all. The school lover won't hype it, y'all. Well, I'm the S-E-W-O-B-L-O-V-E-R. Ladies, come to me. I'll be your midnight horror. Need a flat top. Come to school. I'm the barbara. Up the bill. And that's right. Just try to step to us. Watch what you get. Because me and Big Daddy's not happening. Well, it's the Big Daddy. So all hail. Save your whack rhyme. Hold your female. Pass the old gold. Trash the ale. Cash your food stamps. Get the wick out the mail. Love to eat shrimps, but I never eat snail. Eat a whole fish except for the tail. Keep food in the grid so it don't get stale. And when there's nothing to eat, I bite my nails. A school lover. You know your rhymes are kicking? Get on the mic, cause you know you eat chicken. Nah, nah, nah. I'm a place of all school bits. Not at the Chinese restaurant because I don't eat cats. No one in the world can ever eat these. When I'm at home, I chow down with eat and say, Man, I wish I could just let that joint play now. Yo, the wordplay, 
Yeah, punchlines. Yeah, and this this is another track where I think um, Marley just threw a beat on. They was just having fun, just yep, going. Yeah, like that because that's his dance. Cool and scrap. That's you yeah. know, he even have, and he was nice on the mic just then. He was killing it. Yeah, so that, that Chinese was, line. I don't eat cat. <laughs> just oh like, man, it was a whole bunch of you know <laughs> just having fun, and that's what that's what I was about. You know, from what from what I know in the eighties with hip hop, man, just having a good time, just having fun. You know, you can still just get messages across, but sometimes you know you just wanted to have fun. Like like this is one of them tracks where you at a house party, yeah, and folks trying to rap, or get up on the mic and just throw it out there, just like you know freestyling. And it was dope to see Kane do that with his homie. And um, one showing that, yo, I live this rhyming thing. Like, I, this is just part, like, breathing. You know, it, it, it pops up even. So it's just dope to see the interplay. Woo. All right. So up next is the big, big song. The one everybody knows. Ain't no half-stepping. We killed this, really. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm with this. I'm just gonna sit here laid back to this nice mellow beat, you know, and drop some smooth lyrics. Cause it's 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And there ain't no half stepping. Word. I'm ready. Rapper stepping to me. They wanna get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory. They can't get with me. So pick a PC date, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And stepping to me. Yo, that's a wrong move. So what you on, Hobbs? Dope a dog, food. Competition. I just devour. Like a pit bull against such a wow. Cause when it comes to being dope, hot damn, I got it good. Now let me tell you who I am. The B I G D A Double D Y K A N E. Dramatic, Asiatic, not like many. I'm different. So don't compare me to another. Cause they can't hang word to the mother. At least not with the principal in this pedigree. So when I roll on your rappers, you better be ready. Die because you're petty. You're just a butter knife. I'm a machete. This ain't my genesis. Wait until when you try the front so I can chop into your body. Just because you try to be basing. Friday the 13th, I'ma play Jason. Cause I'm a joke, that game, puzzle, or riddle. The name is Big Daddy. Yes, big, not little, so define it. Here's your walking papers, sign it, and take a walk. As the cane start to talk, cause. Yo, man, Friday the Thirteenth. I'ma play Jason. The bassline just that brought back mad memories, man. Just so many, you know what you want? High dope dog who in there? That um B I G D A double D Y K A N E. You know, good and plenty. You know, not like any. Yeah, that that whole sequence was just crazy. That just the rhythms he put that on. The B I G D A double D Y K A N E. Even though he just spelling his name, the way the rhythms go inside that beat, that was. And that ice cream beat, you know, the Wu got that, you know, for the yeah. ice cream joint. You know what I'm saying? That was just like, that was an amp. That was like, and during my Howard days, man, I was a sophomore walking around Howard campus, and that was just on every speaker you, could, you couldn't even get around. And we was just doing the wild. We was doing that little, that, I can't remember some of, the, some of them dances names on, but yeah. <laughs> that right there was just a... Sample by... Uh, and Scoop and Scrap got that man, I think, in the video off this one right here. They was killing it. Sample yeah, by the uh, heat wave sample in there, you know, have step and then blind alley by the emotions. Yes, yes. Go ahead. I see you over there, D. I see you over there, boy. You Number 25 on um, 
Rolling Stones greatest pop songs of all time, which it is. Yeah. All right, yeah, up next. That's another one. That's a monster you just played. I'll take you there. From far and near, the one they call the Big Daddy Kane is here to deliver a message to everyone everywhere. So listen up, party people, because this you should hear. It's a story of a faraway atmosphere that you will find very rare and far beyond compare. All is sincere and rather debonair. So let's all gather around because. Your thought was unreal When people of the world do know how to chill Everything remains cool and calm where you are And if you ask about crime, they all will say Huh? They wouldn't even know what you mean Cause it's a different program, y'all know the routine Where people work hard for a decent buck And you can wear truck jewelry without getting stuck Never wondering whether your house is alright So go leave your VCR on the porch overnight And as for the people, they all stand proud Senior citizens party with a hip-hop crowd You can hang at a jam till the break of dawn And leave without your valley shoes getting stepped on Everyone walks around in their right mind and all Because crack ain't nothing but a hole in the wall So those who wish to live with glare and flare, there's a place that this can be done. And yo, yo, yo. Ooh, cracking in about a hole in the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. All right. And that song, for the folks that don't know, um, that's Kane pretty much playing homage to Africa and to his African roots. And it's again, it's a song that I really didn't get the meaning of until I got older and really started deciphering his um lyrics, even when he starts out with the uh, Hear ye, hear ye. For me, that is Kane um, talking about how black men are kings. And you're going to listen to what I got to say. You know, the chosen one is here. Listen to what he has to say. He's very prolific. So, yeah, dope track. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was a single also. So, yeah, over to you, over to you G. What you think? Yeah, I mean, um, I, you can see that, you know, that being a 5%er, you're going to get exposed to, you know, the Nation of Islam, Honorable Elijah Muhammad, then you're going to also get exposed to, um, you know, uh, Marcus Garvey, you know, you're going to get exposed to the Moorish science. And so within that, you're going to have an understanding of um, Pan-Africanist thought and um, the Garvey thing, you know, the Black Star Line. So Cain even had that sensibility of taking us back to the motherland and having sensibility to express the motherland stuff. And then, you know, painting a picture of heaven on earth through the motherland um, um, euphemism. And then talk about things like, you know, the senior citizens can be what, what we rock at. Like just having a sensibility of community like that, express in the joint like that, you know. And, um, you know, then I, that Mavis Staple sample, that Big Daddy, that sample is like famous, like Big Daddy, the one that starts the album. And, um, and then it's funny to me because like, you can totally hear the influence of Slick Rick in that joint right there. Like, I don't know who, you know, if I'm tripping. But that that whole hear ye hear ye, the whole style that that's a total slick Rick type of presentation. It's Rick the Ruler, you know. Rick call itself Rick the Ruler. Um, it's like it's you know, um, 
it's a few songs that Rick did where he got that um, moniker, that Rick the Ruler coming in, like, here you go. And so, yeah, like a, a, a children's story or something, one of those. But yeah, that totally put me in a mind frame of a Slick Rick. So you can understand Big Daddy definitely had respect for Slick Rick's storytelling and him as a peer. Because that style right there, I would dare say, is kind of like a, you know, not even no slight, but you know, became kind of like to, to tell this kind of story. He was like, yo, I'm gonna tell this story like a Slick style of rhyme. I'm, I'm gonna do this one. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's what he did, you know, like in his thought process, it came out like that. But um, yeah, so, you know, I think that's yeah. just a dope. Definitely, um, definitely, like I say, Kane was way ahead of his time. Um, just like, you know, positive, like, you know, inspire you to research and really find out where you're um, from. And I think one of the lines that really, again, that stood out to me was when he talked about the VCRs, leave, leave them on your front porch. And, you know, mm. with Kane being in New York, or hell, any city for that matter, Back in 88, man, you just can leave it. You, you can leave no VCR on your front porch without getting jacked. I don't care where yeah. you are. But in Africa, you know, I'm assuming that's the okay thing to do. Like, you know, it's more of a respect thing. And I know I, for me growing up in Africa, you know, we had this distorted view of what Africa really was and how we were conditioned to think a certain way. So shout out to Kane for being a teacher and dropping that knowledge on I'll take you there. We're going to keep it moving. That, that time period right there, though, just to you know, piggyback real quick, that time period in and of itself with the influence of public enemy, brand Nubians, you know, um, uh, Rakim Malab, with knowledge itself, there's nothing I can't solve in mean, 360 degrees. I, you know, it's like so many different angles of, you know, uh, you know uh, poor righteous teachers, you know, even like, King's son, you know, people, you know, it was a whole bunch of different people in the mix, Slick Rick, that had those kinds of messages, even though they was considered hardcore dudes. So it was in style almost, if you want to say, to be not only conscious, but to have sensibilities to, a, to cultural stuff through the music, influencing you that way. So people who always argue against the fact that music doesn't really have an influence on people's, you know, dynamic or their identity um, dynamic, that, that, that's wrong, man. Music yep. really does. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is the uh, collabo. Just rhyming with Biz featuring Biz Marquee. Oh, man. Oh, Ready? Ready? Funky! Funky! Ah! One, two, one, two. Can't do my mother do. You and the crew. My man, Molly Ma in the house. Can't forget my man, Lee Gall in the house. I'm freaking packed in the house. Hey, you got Big Daddy Kane in the house. Juice Crew in the house. That's right. Hey, my name is Ben Marquis. We gonna rock a little something like this. One, two. What you gonna do? I say yes, yes, y'all. Sugar be all. Party having people guaranteed to be like having a ball. <laughs> hey, we gonna do a little something like this, I say. Out the rap called motor, I start to motor. Talk from New York to South Dakota. Ginger ale or root beer soda. Never get the girls with the underhaul odor. Put me on water, I'm a good floater. When I run for press, you better be a voter. Once knew a girl by the name of Rhoda. I watched Star Wars just to see Yoda.
with a R2 Driving down a beach When I buy fresh, I make sure they need you When I'm in the pain and love to treat you Love to see a girl in the night that sees you Take her to the crib, turn on the beta Watch a good flip, fly on the Schwarzenegger Maybe Commando or the Terminator Peace party, people, <laughs> see you later, Big Daddy <laughs> My man, my mellow, get on the mic Cause you know you eat jello Check it out, y'all. You don't stop. Keep on. Well, it's the cane in the flesh. Of course I'm fresh. Oh, you thought that I was rotten? <laughs> I beg your pardon. To me getting paid and getting busy for together. So a man of my aviance? Never could I be weak. Why I'm rather unique. I got style, flavor, grace, and plus a different technique. that I be... Ooh. I had to play a little bit longer. You know and I think he, if I'm not mistaken, no disrespect to Biz, but I, I know sometimes he wrote Biz's, um, you know, yeah. I think he wrote that right there. And how funky that, yo, I'm the rap truck motor. I stopped the motor. Took from New York to South Dakota and drink ginger bell, Lord, root bitch soda. Never get the girl with the underarm odor. Put me on water. I'm a good floater. When I run for friends, you best. That right there, when I run for friends, that's what I'm talking about, like the word. When I run for friends, you best be a voter. Like that, that, when I run for friends, that's crazy to me right there, just to insert that right there. You know, Grand Poopa was that kind of MC too, like yeah. with the, kind of, them kind of nuances like that. Like, that's crazy to me. And then that, damn, in between each line, damn, when I run for friends, you best be a voter. Yo, just. I watched yeah. Star Wars just to see Yoda. Then, Yoda. then he brought oh, it back with the. Uh, Schwarzenegger you know. flick, like Commando, <laughs> like yo, yeah, on a Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah, Commando, yo, yo, that was crazy, man. That's one of my favorites on that album. I used to, I used to love that. My man, my mellow, get on the mic, cause you know you eat Jello. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it can't get up. Well, I'm the king in the flesh. Of course, I'm fresh. You thought that I was rotten? I beg your pardon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping. <clears throat> I'm hoping uh, somebody like with some clout. You know, one day hears this man because we really, really need to tell the story of, of the Juice Crew on the big screen or in a Netflix series because there's so much history inside the um, Juice Crew that you know their story needs to be told. I remember hearing about it like years ago. I'm like at least ten plus years. They were talking about doing something called the uh, the Vapors, and the rumor was they were gonna have David Banner play Bismarck E, and oh, Idris wow. is gonna be uh. Kane. Oh, wow, 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 <laughs> yeah, wow. So, yeah, Juice Crew wow. definitely has a story out there. I don't know what happened. That's I guess the vapor got stuck in development hell, but yeah, definitely, they definitely have a story to tell, because even before um, you know, Mr. C started working with Big and LL, you know, he was already that cat, you know, for yeah, three years. very much so. Alright, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Mr. C's Master Plan. Good God. Tempo, fast and slow, get up and dance cause the cane says so. 
This is the dance floor groove of the album Presented to you all live from Calvin Whoops, I meant to say Mr. C The disc jockey down with me The microphone lord My wisdom is a sword Try to get with us and get floored Some DJs try to front with yo Don't let them fool you Cause wine is fine, but Calvin is cooler Jump up and down and, and, and around and check out the way that my DJ is sounding on the turntables to keep the crowd stable. Killing the cuts, putting bodies on a record label. And just for the symphony, here comes the M-I-S-T-E-R-C-E-E. Taking a stand like a band, Mr. C got a master plan. Hit it, hit it. Who's the man with the master plan? <laughs> DJ Mr. C. DJ Mr. C. DJ Mr. C. That's that boom bop. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, man, that's, that's just brings me back. <laughs> Wine is fine, but Calvin is cooler. Yeah, Mr. C. Yeah, that's crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. That whole little. You could tell he was back in the wine back in them days too, you know, because he was a big wine connoisseur. That line in itself, man, is just like, yeah. you know, just listen to join again. Wine is fine, wine but Calvin, Calvin is cooler. cooler. <laughs> Mr. C, his name is Calvin. And so, you know, and then, you know, then coolers like back then, like wine coolers. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, the whole wordplay. I'm, I'm with you there. Like, that wordplay, like, it, go, it probably can go over a lot of people's heads, but just the way he just broke it down, like it's so man. simple. Yeah, it's like it's six words. Wine simple. is fine, and two articles. Wine is fine. Calvin is cooler. So wine fine. Calvin cooler. <laughs> you know a what simple I mean? line, it's but so simple, but better than a lot of people's entire catalogs. That's Kane. That's the epitome of Kane right there to me. That's the epitome of Kane. Just that that right there. Real relevant, simple, clever as hell in the moment, but smooth like. He that dude, if he was an NBA player that'll hit you with, like Adrian Danley, that'll hit you with 45 points. And you thought he scored 20 until you see the line at the end of the game. Like, damn, he dropped 45 on us? Damn. <laughs> That's Kane. Kane, yeah, he hit you yeah. obvious, but there's so much other damage you do with this complexity. That's why you can write for all these people, man, you know. And hearing that joint too, man, you know, it reminds me of how back in the day, you know, when you had hip hop, you know, when it was like really popping, and just coming out, you know, cats always gave love to the DJ. The DJ. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you I always mean, had a DJ track. I mean, you had everybody. Look, AJ from Curtis Blow, Stark yeah. Man. I mean, Jam Jamal DMC and Jamal with um, um Jam Master J had his track on there. You got Eric B and Rakim with that Chinese arithmetic. Or just Eric, you know, um Eric B is president. Eric B is president. Um, and then you uh Jeff used to always go off, you know, Jeff, Will Will yeah. Will would always give Jeff a song where he always. would just Jeff was nasty, man. Yeah, Jeff, and Jeff is as a producer, but without being a DJ is just nasty. It's just tracks just be crazy. Like of course thing. uh P Rock and CL Smooth. Um Oh yeah, yeah. Like, and then P Rock yeah. rhyming. But P Rock and Rhyming me, some people be hating on P Rock, man. But I, I like P Rock rhyme style. I like his I like his cadences over his beats. You know what I'm saying? His beast is bananas, though. Premier, too. Premier used to just get it in. Primo is sick, man. Yeah, that's the whole, that's, that's, that that's whole, that's whole other... style. Look, nobody does that better than Primo. Like, that whole sample full of hook and putting stuff together. Nah, it's not, it's not. This is the king of this school. Nah, nah, it's, you know, like, you know, <laughs> nah, 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 you know, all that stuff he do. And then Pete Rock, which is his swing and his, how he layer. And then that SB, I think he used an SB 12. 
and you know the, the sounds and the swing though, God, like and then the samples that he be choosing, them yeah, some crazy samples P Rock be choosing. His B, his cadences be sick though with his. Yeah, I love them, them producers, man. That's why I love Nas Illmatic album so much because of they, they, them being on it. And don't forget Large Professor, Extra P, his drums were crazy, crazy sick, tight, 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 tight. You ever heard that song? You're the man. But anyway, I got that grass. But yeah, <laughs> hip hop head. All right, folks, we reached the last last word song on the, the album. Mother. That's Word to the Motherland. Yeah. Let's get into it. Grab a hold of yourself, open your eyes, get wise to the exercise being taught by the teacher that's most dominant. You need knowledge while well, I'm dropping it. Listen to the rap, allow it to trap your body and soul so that you can adapt to the man on display as I take you away. So may I? Yes, you may. Proud to be a black man, come in exact and giving up brothers. Five holds the back and great beliefs and peace upon each other with my sisters and brothers. Yo, word to the mother. I say the mother, as in the motherland. But on the other hand, another man tackled and shackled our ancestors. But we beat them with freedom. So let's bless the country that we all came from. Because the moral of it all is we shall overcome. The cream will keep rising. We be sizing up the Asiatic one. It's enterprising, building and building to carry on All the way from Malcolm X to Farrakhan Martin Luther was a tutor, many were pupils Those who fell victim were those without scruples However, to sever, we could never So hold up the peace sign and stand together Take heed to the words that I manifest So when I'm through speaking, Molly Marla do the rest Word to the motherland. Oh, <laughs> Yo, that line when he says, "Those that I'm through speaking, huh? when I'm through speaking, Marley Marl do the rest." Just like I'm done. Like drop the mic. I'm gonna let my DJ, my producer, just wow you with his skill. Like. Yo, first of all, man, those that fell victim are those without scruples. Like, yo, that, that's like the serious, yo, the body snatcher magnetism of the industry that can just corrupt everybody. You know, he was basically there's some real ones right there. And then um, you notice that track is a, a, a version of Payton Fool's track with Rock Kim. They took from the temptation that, um, do do bio, well, 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 don't look any further. You know, that um, boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. You know, that Rock Kim using Think About a Master Plan. You know, that track is um that same track he just used in that, but he flipped, they flipped it a little different. They didn't use the same exact parts of it. But they, they got that from the Temptations track. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it has been flipped in another plot spot. So that was right. kind of ten, cool. ten tracks of heat, ten tracks of just lyricism, just and and he, but in the consciousness too, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. Party consciousness from the from the from the realness, you know, like everything fun just being myselfness and then i mean by the way let me know i'll still eat your ass in these lyric this lyric game you know what <laughs> and i'm saying on here that kill people's entire catalogs like it's cats yeah. that have more albums than kane but he has songs in here that are better than your entire catalog we ain't gonna say no names so you know we're gonna we're gonna keep it pc all right yeah. man so you know I, I know i know it's tough but give me your top three and a final letter grade okay but um i got I got um my top three in any order is um set it off, 
ain't no half stepping. And it's between Rhyming with Biz and Raw. Man, I love Rhyming with Biz just because it just, that was, I know that ain't supposed to be like the single on it. It was supposed to be fun, but I love that song. <laughs> so, and I know Raw is, is ill too, but I'm just gonna just for the fun of it take Rhyming with Biz as my third option, even though I can't really front on Raw, but I'm gonna do it today for Rhyming with Biz. Biz Monkey's my, my dog. I love Biz. And, um, and, um, you said, what was the second thing? You said, Final Letter Great. Oh, Final Letter Great for um, Long Live the King. Like it's easy in hindsight to degrade it from 2020. Damn, that's no pun intended. That's crazy. That's crazy. But the year 2020, you know, compared to when it came out in 88, when I was 18 years old in college at Howard and all these songs was tossed around like it was a smorgasbord of just good eats. Um, that made me, that's part of making, that's my identity wrapped up in this album with a couple of other albums. So um, I gotta get this at least a B plus, like just to reserve a little extra cream on the top for something else that maybe busted through that was a little better, but I, I can't think of it off the top, so I'm gonna reserve the room, but I'm gonna have to give it a B plus. All right, top three for me is uh, Raw. As an adult now, I'm gonna say, uh, just cause it was just fun and like, you know, took me back, I'm gonna say on the bug tip, and then I'm gonna throw an ain't, ain't no half step in with the honorable mention that just rhyming with um, Biz, featuring Biz Marquee, another fun track. And final letter grade, I'm, I'm gonna say, um, a minus because you know 10 songs and even though like you know there's a slight misstep on the day you're mine this album is 32 years old and it still sounds fresh still sounds consistent i mean it, that's just a master of king being just yeah like that. i think that's kind of how biggie's rhymes will be later on in the future just because how biggie sonically sounds like his and it's, it's simple enough but complex enough so you know just through time you'll hear that tone that tone with the precision rhyme on it Kane is that same kind of guy. Both of them Brooklyn dudes, man. They they made in Brooklyn. They crafted those gyms, man. Every gym. And person like Kane, being the MC, is and big. Like people don't realize that you know, as you writing, there's a couple of ways to express an idea. It might come down to an article in a, in a direct object that might be able to convey the word, but you know, sonically, it don't sound good in progression. So you think of another way to put that. And you put that at the end and people hear it don't never know that you went through like 18 different ways to say that ending they just hear what they heard and it's the best way possible but you had to get to that so all the craftsmanship i'm saying they went into that easy flow that you got is a lot of work you know what i mean to get it to just where it's that precise without each breath is easy it ain't forced ain't no stumbled upon words trying to catch up to the increment because you said too many words right there like everything is everything is smooth all right we good, yeah. I want to thank uh, Mr. Bright for stopping by to chop it up. Um, as you guys know, you know, this is one of my homies and all that, and I always like bigging up independent artists and people doing music. So briefly, tell the folks what you're working on, what you got coming in either 2021 or the rest of this year. Well, um, in, in February, I, have, I'm just, I'm just, I just completed an album that's getting mixed and mastered as we speak. It's called The Garfield Bright Experience. It's only going to have eight songs on it. I did Comforter Redux, which is a remake of Comforter with Darnell on there, which is bananas. And um, I also did a, 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 a fiction piece, um, I mean, a, 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 non, a non-fiction piece called Lotus 3013's Lord of the Rings. Um, it's, it's, it's Lord of the Rings, it's um, Harry Potter and Beat Street, if you remember Beat Street, mixed up in one joint, basically. And so... In, in 3013, hip hop is believed to be created by white folks with no lines to historical blackness. So it's a whole thing over that. And anyway, 
And yeah, so that'll be out also in February. So I just did the audio book and put a score up under it. So that's getting mixed now too. So prepare for those two things to come out. And you about to see me in commercials. I just got signed to an agency doing commercial work in TV and film. So um, I'm getting all kind of castings and all kind of stuff already coming to me. So, you know, be on the lookout for your boy on, on TV. If you see me in the commercial, it ain't no mistake. It's actually me. <laughs> dope, dope. And where can fans find you on social media? Um, on, on the gram, you can find me at the Garfield Bright Experience. Same thing on um, Facebook. And um, at Shyroglyphics um, on the gram and, and Facebook, too, for, for, the, for me within Shy. So those two places. All right, folks. Well, once again, I want to thank, you know, my homie Garfield Bright for taking time out of his busy, busy schedule to come by and chop it up. Thanks for having me, man. Always, man. It's always a pleasure. You guys know I always like to end up with a quote. And today we're going to go into the book of uh, Big Daddy Kane. There are desires that we all want to achieve. But remember, respect is most greatest to receive. Big Mm -hmm. Daddy Kane. Up coming up soon on album reviews. I'm gonna get into Sleepy Brown's first Ooh. album. I'm gonna look at uh, my man Myron's album from 1998, and just some more surprises. And who knows, man? Garfield was the teacher today, so we might have Garfield on for some more hip hop choices. Maybe try to get his uh, homie on there, Darnell, another hip hop head. Oh yeah, <laughs> and maybe look at something from the Wu catalog or something uh, from the down Ooh. south or something from the west coast. So. Until the next time, done, out. What up, y'all? This is Mike from the infamous group 112, ATL's finest. And thanks for listening to Reviews and Done with my man, Derek Dunn. If you like this show and want to know more, check out his website, reviewsanddone.net.